Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 40. Oh, sorry, you may be seated. <laughs> Please hear God's holy word. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. It won't be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant with me, even though I was their husband, declares the Lord. No, this is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my instructions within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer need to teach each other to say, No to the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again remember their sins. The Lord proclaims, the one who established the sun to light up the day and ordered the moon and stars to light up the night, who stirs up the sea into crashing waves, whose name is the Lord of heavenly forces. If the creator order should vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, only, when, only then would Israel's descendants ever stop being a nation before me. The Lord proclaims, if the heavens above could be measured and the foundation of the earth below could be fathomed, only then will I reject Israel's descendants for what they have done, declares the Lord. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when the city will be rebuilt for the Lord from the Tower of Hanalo to the corner gate. Its boundaries will extend to the Garrett Hill and around to Gar. The entire village, valley devoured by corpses and ashes in all the fields as far as the Kadron Valley and the Horse Gate on the east. All this will be set apart for the Lord, and the city will never again be dug up or overthrown. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. May you pray with me. Lord God, we thank you for this day, God. May you remind us of this new covenant that you've given to us, Lord, for you and our relationships and relationships with one another. Touch us where we are and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'd definitely like to say good morning, Macedonia, once again. I um, want to reintroduce myself, for many that may not know or virtually. My name is Josh Metlorn. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, a recent graduate of North Carolina Central University. And I've been a Taste and See intern over the past 10 weeks. And this is a bittersweet day because this is like my last day and everything. But I would definitely say thank you so much, Macedonia, for all that you've done for me. And I just want to recap. So we're still going through the series, Speaking Truth to Power, The Prophetic Life. And I have the honor and the privilege to preach this new theme, A New Covenant. And for me, from my experience, I personally know what a covenant is. I want to share Two examples, but before I do, I believe a covenant is a spiritual bond agreement filled with celebration, love, and grace. The reason why I said that is because from my experience, covenants have played a massive role in my life. And these two examples are the first one being, before I came here, whenever I was 18 to the your age I'm now, which is 24, I signed a covenant agreement with Institute Wesley Foundation. For many that may not know, that is the campus ministry that I first started out with when I first started to know about the United Methodist Church. 
And so whenever I'm looking at this covenant, whenever I've been a part of these events, I don't know what it means to be a board member. I don't know what it means to be involved in campus ministry. This is my first time. But they, the people that were there, the students that were faith leaders, the ministers, the pastors, the administrators from different churches, show me that grace, show me that love, show me that celebration from God. And the way they did it was through each expectation, because covenant you can kind of see as contract, but it's a walk, it's a partnership. And so each responsibility, each expectation I had, they walked with it with me. If there was a certain task I had, they would show God's grace by taking time to teach me, taking time to correct me in such a way where I could understand, okay, well, next time I can do this, I should do that. They show God's love with a family bond. My parents are in the back right there. They know that I have no siblings. I have a thousand cousins. But it meant a lot to have students, faith leaders around me that I could see as my brothers and sisters, to see ministers and pastors as my own family, maybe like my aunt, uncle, or even mom or dad, and you have to be in a special bracket for that, of course. And I felt God's celebration through the ups and downs we went through together. College for me was not easy. As you know, looking at the news, life is not easy for a lot of people. But the way that we celebrated was by serving others. And even though the work was hard and it felt like it was endless, it was great to smile. It was great to cheer that we're making a difference. And the second covenant that I want to share with you that is dear to my heart because I'm here is the one that I've lived out with you, Macedonia. For many of you that may not know, I signed the covenant before I became a Taste and Seat intern. It was me, Pastor Kevin, Reverend Beth Foote, and many that may not know Reverend Beth Foote, she is an assistant to the bishop for the Office of Clergy Life for the North Carolina Conference United Methodist Church. And so in that very room over there, we was talking about the many different expectations. We was talking about the roles, what we should suspect from one another. And what I really got from it the most was the family aspect. I remember Pastor Kevin asking me, how can he make sure that I'm comfortable? I remember Reverend Beth Foot asking me, what was my experiences? What are some things that maybe I could look at so that they could put me in the best situation? It was more than just, well, Joshua, we got VBS later on. We got Bible studies Tuesday. You got to show up here. Got... It was more than just that. It was a family atmosphere. It was a community that I've never been a part of before. And I want to just say to you that you have played a really important role in my life with living that covenant out with me. And as we were talking about the new covenant, I'm new here. And reality is, is that I'm an African-American male serving in a predominantly white congregation. And I'm not only just saying this to say it, but not everybody, there's not too many places like this. And I'm not just talking about in a church perspective. I'm talking about worldwide. You don't usually see this everywhere. You can see it on the news from the police shootings of African-Americans, from the wrong policing against African-Americans, incarceration. For me, as an African-American male, I know that my life can at any point in time. And at times, it's tough to see the hope, to see the light, 
at the end of the tunnel. But being here has shown me what love and grace, what celebration truly looks like. Even whenever I'm from a predominantly black HBCU, being here. And it really means a lot because I just want to tell you how I felt God's grace, God's love, God's celebration from y'all. And God's grace would be how you taught me. How you taught me about how Macedonia operates, how whenever I was doing VBS, you would show me the tricks of the trade, what things to touch, what things not to touch, what lights work, what lights don't work, if the microwave work. Just those simple things is God's grace. You've taken time to get to know me. You've taken time to show me the way. I think about how you helped me to feel God's love through the smiles that I see right now, through the times where you encouraged me, where you asked me, was I okay? Was I all right? That's God's love. I think about God's celebration whenever every day is never a dull day. There's always something to be happy about. Y'all are happy people. Y'all are a happy community. And I'm blessed to be, of course, a part of that community. I feel as if I can come in at any time, not only just on Sundays, but I could randomly come in on a Wednesday. Of course, Pastor Kevin, you know, you're off Thursday and Friday, so I know not to come in, but... You know, I really want to truly say thank you because the new covenant that God was talking about in Jeremiah was a covenant about grace, was a covenant about mercy, was a covenant about, yes, there's going to be some wrongdoings that we're going to do, but we're going to go through it together. It's not a contract where if you don't fulfill X, Y, and Z, we're done. This is a partnership. This is togetherness. And I just want to share my thank yous, of course, I could say thank you to single out everybody, but we don't have enough time. But I want to say thank you, Macedonia. I want to say thank you to Reverend Beth Foote. I know that she's not personally here, but I want to thank her for taking the time to not only look at my application, but look at my life, look at my call, look at my journey, and to put me with Pastor Kevin, who I want to thank. Because as you know, Pastor Kevin is such a great leader. I know I don't have to tell y'all that. But to see his passion, to see how he wants to move the needle forward, there has never been a time where it's been stagnant. There's never been a time whenever he's never asked the difficult questions of how can we as a people, how can we as Christians be better outside of ourselves? How can we do more? I think about the Connection Hub. I think about One Wake. I'm thinking about all the meetings I've been in that I barely understood. Pastor Kevin kept me in there to see what it means to be a leader that is looking to better oneself. He will always tell me to never burn out, to take care of yourself. He will always tell me that he understood how privileged he was. And that showed me to be conscious of who I am, to know who I am, to understand that there's faults in me because he shared his faults with me. And that means so much. And there's one funny joke I will say, and he knows this, is the fact that this is the most healthiest I've ever eaten during the summer. <laughs> We've been to every restaurant besides fast food, and I'm eternally grateful for that, and I'm going to miss that fully each week. And I want to just truly thank him for it, but I really just want to say thank you for changing my life. Thank you for sharing your family with me. Thank you for sharing your congregation with me. Thank you for accepting me for who I am and who I will continue to be. 
And my hope for myself is one day, whenever I have a mentee, whenever I have a taste and see intern, we'll be able to go through all the restaurants that's not fast food. We'll be able to have those fun moments, those fun times, and just really be able to break bread every day. That's my dream that I want to continue to have throughout my life as I continue to answer my call. And as you have helped me to look further, to not always stay in this stance of, I don't know, I don't know, but go with it, flow with it. And I thank you for that. And so here are the good news, brothers and sisters. Jesus sacrificed his life for us, which is an example of grace, of love, and later, as he was resurrected, celebration. For we have chance after chance to get to know God, to be more like Jesus each and every day, no matter how we mess up. As Christians, may we carry out our covenant with others. May we create new covenants, just like how God took the time to do in Jeremiah, to take care of other people. Again, a covenant is a spiritual bond agreement filled with celebration, love, and grace. As your brother, I hope you are inspired to carry this, to carry the love, the grace, the celebration that you share with me to one another, to communities that may not be your community, to places that you thought you would never be in, to places that are in dire need, to places that need your help. May you continue to show that God's grace, God's love, God's celebration, and have that in a new covenant with them because they may not have a covenant of their own selves. And that may be the hope that they need, whoever it may be that you run into. And lastly, I'm blessed that Macedonia has been like that for me and for who will come after. And I know that with reading that, it makes me emotional because I hope that y'all really know that you're a great church, you're a great community, and healing and restoration is out there for somebody that's waiting for it because you're here and you follow God's word. And so may you pray with me. Father God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your celebration. For it is not earned, it's given by you, by your sacrifice, Lord Jesus. May you touch us where we are. May you help us to reach out to people that we thought we would never reach out to. And may you touch us, may you heal us personally. May you forgive us for what we've done, and may you help us to push forward and keep being the best we can be for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.